Welcome to the Peculiar People Podcast, a podcast that shines a spotlight on you, the rising generation of peculiar people who are moving, shaking, shaping, and influencing LDS culture. As always, I'm your host, Nate Jones. Today's episode features Charlotte Williams, a.k.a. Charlie Williams, a friend of ours from New York City who recently converted to the church about six months ago. She has one of the most fascinating stories that we've ever told on this show, and she has been asked to share it many times now. Sacrament meetings, state conferences. Uh, She's been on YouTube under the Saints Unscripted YouTube channel telling her story through their platform. Um, and I don't think it's the last people will be hearing of it because it's a really interesting story. And fun fact, the Peculiar People podcast has a small role in that story, and we're excited for her to tell it. So with that being said, I'll let her get right to it. Enjoy Charlie Williams. Peculiar people is a compliment of the highest order. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It's nice. It gets the people going. Welcome, everybody, to the Peculiar People podcast. I am Nate Jones, your host, as always. Today, I have a special guest joining me, a really good friend of mine, and, um, Someone who is a, kind of a special to the show in a lot of ways, um, Charlie Williams. Charlie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you know the drill. What makes you a peculiar person? Um, well, my background, I am half Korean, half Jamaican. I <laughs> joined the church recently, and I have a bunch of tattoos, and I guess that makes me peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where do, we, where do we start? Which one of those things do we want to start with? Um, we met in New York. Mm-hmm. You're from New York mm-hmm. originally. Well, I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's how I got my name, Charlotte. Oh, but I was I raised, knew that. raised here in Queens, New York. Yeah. 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 And um, you're a recent convert to the church. Yeah, baptized in August of last year. In fact, we have a, a friend of yours uh, from, I think you guys are in the same ward, right? Yeah, we're in the Queens, wise they ward. So you can feel free yeah. to say hi. Hi, I'm Charlie's <laughs> friend. My name is Julie. You have a name. I do have a name. <laughs> She's auditing the podcast. Today. <laughs> I am. I'm Make sure we're keeping it honest. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, so tell us a little bit. Um, I mean, I can I can jump back a little bit. So you and I met. Um, I actually talked to you a little bit um, when we first met. Um, I don't know if you want to get into that at all, but we met on a on a date. <laughs> yeah, we from did. A, Dating app, I don't remember which one. Dating app, yeah, you're on too many. <laughs> you actually, yeah, you met me on the dating app. Yeah. And then I was... This was this spring, this last spring. Yeah. Oh, I think it was, yeah, winter, last spring. Um, and from there, I just kind of met you and you told me about the church. And a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that you said you were Christian. <laughs> I thought you were in a cult, so I didn't understand how... Both are true. Christian. <laughs> Great. But Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, I don't know, we, the, the, the topic of the podcast came up a little bit mm-hmm. in our conversation. Well, I actually listened to your podcast before. before. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we talked a little, I know we talked a little bit about it. I was super embarrassed. Why? I remember that. I don't know. I just felt like, oh my gosh, she's, she listened to my podcast. That's well, I like... only listened to one episode and uh-huh. I was scrolling through and I saw, um, um, Al Fox Caraway. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw the description and I and was like, why would someone want to join this cult? And especially since she was from New York and she yeah. had tattoos and I thought I could relate to her. So yeah. I listened to it and I was kind of thrown away. Like I was 
blown away by it. Yeah, she is so cool. Yeah. Um, that was one of the, my favorite interviews we've done. And um, she is obviously really handles herself really well and has done lots of years of speaking. So she was uh, she kind of took all of our stupid little questions and turned them into like really thoughtful, like mm-hmm. spiritual responses, <laughs> which is funny because the podcast has evolved in a lot of ways, but you know, it was never really meant to, to focus on spirituality as so much as just like the people in whichever direction you know your personality takes it they take it she took it in a really fun so I'm glad you listened to that one because there's some other ones that you could have listened to that you probably would have been like I'm not even yeah this guy. like this guy I don't know yeah but, but let's go good. back let's we can we can start from there and go on to where you are now but let's go back to your life growing up in Queens I know you grew up in a religious family mm-hmm. well, so talk to me a little bit about that well, my mom was really into the church that we went to. My mom is from South Korea, and we went to an all-Korean church, my sister and I. My dad would only go on, like, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, it was part of, like, our, our lifestyle. We would go every Sunday, and then we would go to church throughout the week as well because our friends were there. And it was something that was normal for me. Yeah. That's something that's pretty interesting because we kind of do that, too, in our church. <laughs> so you didn't have to be like, oh, three-hour church, plus, oh, there's, like, a institute and you kind of already kind of yeah it it felt it felt comfortable and felt familiar when I joined the church however um I just what was the what what was your church it was a New York mission church it's a Korean church it doesn't so I would we wouldn't be familiar with it in terms of like denomination it's non-denominational okay yeah it's a very small Korean church in Queens cool yeah so tight-knit community very tight-knit yeah and all Korean people um, yeah, I mean, my sister and I were the only ones who were half, mm-hmm. and then um, we had an English ministry when we went to junior high and high school, and we had, we bought our friends, so a lot of our friends are second generation Koreans, and we went to American schools, so we would bring our friends to church, and they weren't Korean. But were the meetings uh, in Korean? My mom's um, congregation was in Korean, so she had service before us, and then we would have Bible study while they oh. had service, and then we had our church in Korean, I mean in English. Wow. What other what other meetings would you have out like through the week? Um, a lot of activities for the youth. So cool. um, we would have, my parents or the parents congregation would have like prayer meetings throughout the week and then we would have um, activities for the youth throughout cool. the week. Yeah. Cool. And you, you got, you, tell me a little bit about your family. You, your mom, your dad, your dad's Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Mom is from South Korea. Yeah. How did they meet? My dad was in the army. Because <laughs> uh, I remember you telling me, it was like such an yeah. interesting way for them They to... are so adorable. Like my dad um, basically went to the army, served for a couple of months, and then he met my mom's uncle. And he, my mom's uncle owned, owned this store, and a lot of the people on that base would go and eat in my dad's, and my uncle's, my mom's uncle's store. Mm-hmm. And I think he took a liking to my dad because he was very quiet and kept to himself and he seemed like a good guy. My mom was a rebel and she was known as like the hippie of the town, very oh, different. Wow. And I guess her uncle wanted her to settle down and she introduced my dad to her and she was not interested because she told me her words were he wore his like, <laughs> his shirts all the way to the top, every last button was buttoned and she was like, I was just not interested. <laughs> They went on a couple of dates, and um, he was done serving, and he wrote her letters, supposedly for two years, and she would translate them because she didn't speak English. Wow. Now, that is romantic. Yeah, and he asked her to marry her. That does not happen anymore. (laughs) I know. So I grew up thinking that's how you're supposed to, like, get married and date. The closest thing to that nowadays (laughs) would be, like, just trying to have a text conversation over Google Translate, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. By the way, Charlie, you're right. That is how it's supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> I still believe that. 
Yeah. Um, okay, well that's... And, and they settled in Queens, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. What does your dad do? Um, he works for... Um, I really don't know. He can work for the CIA, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad tries to explain it to me. He basically helps with buildings in New York. That if they're not following violations, he goes around and like researches the building. Got He's it. been doing that for like 27 oh, okay. years. Cool. <laughs> and you have... One sibling? One sister. One sister. And I've met her. She's really cool. She's awesome. She has no problem with me joining the church. She was great. (laughs) That's great. So grew up in a tight-knit religious community. And um, at some point, you kind of went off and and, and did your own thing in terms of you chased a modeling career. Um, yeah. you, you moved to Miami for a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. So like there was, was there a non-religious time or was yeah. there? I so, guess you could call it inactive. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's what, yeah, we love to use that word active and active. I'm learning all the terms now. Um, so when I turned 18, I went to college and that first semester <laughs> went crazy. I went to Hunter College in the Upper East Side mm-hmm. and I started dabbling in a little bit of more modeling. I was doing it in high school, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy. And then I got scouted. And from there, I worked at this store called Abercrombie & Fitch on Fifth Avenue. It's mm-hmm. the flagship store for all models at yes, that time. Yes, yes. So we would go to like these crazy parties and castings. So from there, I was catapulted into a world that was non-religious. And I was very sheltered growing up. So mm-hmm. I was like, Mom, Dad, this is what I'm doing. After my second semester, I dropped out. Wow. <laughs> I was going to all these parties. I was being introduced to all these like events and that were extravagant. And I was just thrilled by it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of went to church for those first two, mes- two, two semesters, but I left after a while because I didn't know if I believed or I just didn't want to follow. I kind of wanted to experiment and do my own thing. Um, I went to another church eventually because I found myself in the middle of a club, like just talking about God. I just, I don't <laughs> know like, what it Wait, was. You're like, wait, I guess this is kind of stuck. It, it just, it, it's something that stayed with me. I so knew... there's just, you're in the middle of a club and there's like, <laughs> and you're yeah. just talking like, hey, what do you think about Jesus? No, <laughs> it didn't really go down like that. I um, I was like dating someone at the time and he was uh, a club promoter. And of course, and I would tell him like the, my upbringing, of course, what do you mean? Of course, I was dating a club promoter. <laughs> I feel like that, that is a model <laughs> club promoter. That happens We a had lot. a great relationship. Yeah, whatever. So like, I thought I was young and silly. Um, but I just found myself in these conversations where it was just something that I was passionate about and I grew up with it. So it it Mm -hmm. stuck with me and, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just talking about Jesus in the middle of the club and I knew I had to go back. So I found this church, which was kind of what I was looking for. It was a mega church called Christ Tabernacle. It's this sister church of Brooklyn Tabernacle and they're in Queens. And on Friday nights, they have this thing called Misfit of New York. And they have a DJ that plays oh. right before service starts. And it was like all these lights and the pastor was very animated. And I was like, this is the church for me. And I went for four years and I interned under that pastor. And then I decided to move to Miami. I was like, I need a change of pace. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I felt like something was still missing. Hmm. And I decided that I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go to Miami and figure it out and still model. I, I know I would have a job down there. And I had a couple of friends and I had um, Rich Wilkerson Jr. call me up like my second week there. He's the pastor that married Kim and Kanye. Oh, like really? Celebrity pastor. He's all over TMZ and stuff. Wow. He called me up. Shows you how in the know I am with my TMZ knowledge. Yeah, I you're so, you should know that. <laughs> you said it and it looked at me like as if, duh, and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Pulling out my phone to Google him. <laughs> he um, called me because I was interning for that other church, mm-hmm. a pastor in Queens, and I guess they knew that I was in Miami and they wanted to put their reins on me and make sure I wouldn't go too far from church. And he was starting a church down in Miami called Vu Church, and that's what I did for a little bit. Cool. Yeah. So, this is a question that I have that we've never talked about. 
and I just thought of it as we're talking, but here's my opinion on, you know, I feel like a lot of people that, that join the church, either, especially when they're young and they're, you know, they're in their 20s, uh, there's, there's, maybe they're, they're, they're searching for something that's missing, um, their family situation maybe isn't as good, and this, this is some of my experience on, on my mission and, and things like mm-hmm. that too. I found it rarely did I find strong-minded uh, people that that really have their life that felt like they had their life together and you know really just kind of like my life is good my life is set and all and then and then also felt like they were ready to accept the gospel. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what I mean? Like yeah, there's I understand that. there's sort of typically something that that either happens or there's something that um, a person is really missing mm-hmm. and they're looking for it to and they're out. looking to and then they come that maybe just creates sort of like a readiness to find the gospel mm-hmm. but those people who are like I, I they feel like they know what they're doing they feel like their life is set they feel like they're they're smart and they kind of understand and they're young and they're experiencing life so when I look at you I feel like in a lot of ways you you had all those things but at the same time you were also somehow came to a, a place where you were able to accept the gospel can you talk me through a little bit about your mind state leading up to the time that you were introduced to the missionaries? Um, so at the beginning of last year, I remember saying, I'm going to give God one more time, like one more chance, because I felt like something was missing and I felt like I've given him everything. I, um, it felt like I still, it felt, it felt like I wasn't personal with him anymore. Um, so I decided I was good with my career. I was still trying to figure things out, but I was, I didn't have any like major issues going on in my life, but I still felt like um, if I'm going to give this my all, I'm going to try one, one last time. And I remember just writing scripture at my desk, like trying to change my mindset and like pray throughout the day. And it was working for a little bit, but I still mm-hmm. felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found your podcast and I was listening to Al Fox and I kind of fell in love with her. I had like this major girl crush on her and I remember going home after work just wanting to look at her like next video. or. Have you ever YouTube. talked to her by the way? No. Okay. Well, we need to make that happen. <laughs> no, that would be so weird. We need to make that happen. She is Al Fox's biggest fan. <laughs> Al Fox may listen to this and be a fan of yours. Go on. Okay. Um, well, I love the way she spoke about um, her relationship with Christ, like or God, like Heavenly Father. It was so intimate, and it felt like I was missing that, and I thought I always had that. And I didn't think that I would find that in a member of the church, or sorry, can I say Mormon. So I was like, what am I missing that she has? And I just kept going home and researching more of the church. Mm-hmm. And I listened to more episodes of your podcast. <laughs> and from there, I found talks. I found General Conference. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just resonated with me. It felt like they ended with every talk they ended with, I know this is true. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed so genuine. And I'm like, okay, there's something I'm missing. So I went on mormon.org and I went and I was like, I'm going to just read the Book of Mormon. Why not? Let me give it a chance, you know? And I never thought I would do that. I, I just even saying it now, I'm like, why? Like, why did I do that? But I did, and it just felt good. Yeah. It felt, I, I remember opening the first few pages, and I'm like, this is so similar to the Bible. This is weird. Yeah. But it's not, it's not right. Like, this is man-made. There's no way this is from God. Like, why? I mean, you had to go in with skeptical hippo eyes in, in yeah. some at some regard you know like I know you're feeling good about it, but like you probably opened the Book of Mormon and we're probably like oh what am I getting myself yeah into yeah I did ways, I was right? like what is this like what if my parents find this like oh no I can't I'm getting into deep right now <laughs> um but I don't know I just 
I, it, it was working. Something was yeah. working. So um, from there, I remember opening the book, and it seemed so similar to scripture. I'm like, no, there, there's no way this is right. And I don't remember if I went to church that week, but I decided to go to church. No, I didn't go to the church yet. I, I reached out back to the website and I said, hey, I'm going to meet with the missionaries and see what's up. Because I have so many questions now. Like, I remember just writing a lot of questions. Like, if this is true, why did God keep this from me? And what I know of you, too, is you write a lot. Like, yeah. I've been in your apartment. I see you have, like, a board <laughs> of things that you write down. Yeah. Your Instagram is off, often little jots of notes and like cute like girly stuff like po- girly sort of poetic <laughs> really okay well yeah I like I, I my thoughts are jumbled up in my head so it feels good to write them down and yeah. especially when I'm I was starting the church I felt like I don't know if it was like revelation from God but I just wrote a lot more and I needed to yeah I needed to get it all out so yeah I wrote these questions down and I met with the missionaries I reached out and I was like hey I need someone to come and answer these questions for me and I didn't want to really tell you what I was doing because I was kind of embarrassed (laughs) I was like I'm gonna do this on my own and I prayed for like I wanted the girls to show up but then the guy showed up and I was like a little embarrassed because my doormen were there and and then they were so happy to see me and they stuck their hands out they're like hey hi but they were so cute so were you surprised at who showed up like when you reached Um, out for the missionaries I mean, like, not surprised. I was just surprised how young they were. Yeah. But like these, they were so like two kids come over. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's no way they're going to answer my questions, which I, yeah. I appreciate. They were very honest. If I had a lot of questions and they were like, hey, we don't have the answers, but we'll get back to you. And I was like, I like that. Oh, and that's another thing that I, because we've had other conversations and, and this is fast forwarding a little bit since we've been friends for, you know, uh, eight, nine months now, but we've, we've had dinners and conversations where you've asked questions that I had no idea the answers to. And I'm like bringing in the troops. I'm bringing in friends that are yeah. like more <laughs> to answer them. Yeah. And I feel like at this point you're probably more scripturally like, knowledgeable than I am, even though I grew up and I've, I've, you know, I've read the book of Mormon multiple times, but that is, that is something that is very cool about you is how many, like every question brings another question and then another question. And then, um, a lot of people, I feel like, that grow up in the church don't question as much as, mm-hmm. as converts do. And um, I find that to be a great attribute to question things. Yeah. Not necessarily just to... But blind faith is very hard for me. I mean, it maybe isn't my spiritual gift or whatever. So I'm, I'm constantly questioning things too. But um, the fact that you question things and you question more things, and this is your personality or maybe your life, um, but you continually find answers... And, you know, it, it helps grow your faith is a testament to what I guess a lot of members of the church would say, the truth of the gospel. Um, regardless of what you believe, I think that's really a cool, a cool thing. Thank you. Well, I think you're right. It, when I asked the questions, the answers eventually came, even if they didn't come right then and there, they eventually did come. And I think I wanted, if I was going to join this church, I want all these answers, you know, right away. And you, I remember telling you, um, we went to church after I decided to, I was going to church for a couple weeks. I'm like, hey, I've been going to church and I didn't want to tell you. And you're like, well, so we need to say, like, kind of like come back to what happened. So we went on a date and I didn't ever tell you this, but I had just gotten out of a relationship, like maybe (laughs) two weeks prior. And so... I don't even know why. Well, I, was I honestly didn't even know why I was going on a date. And it was funny because, like, I remember coming away from it being like, that was a disaster on my end. I talked about the church the whole time. And, like, <laughs> really? to this girl that's like... Well, I had questions. Yeah, no, you did. You did. But I, and so, like, we, we, like, 
were chatting. We were like toying with the idea of getting together again. But then we kind of, it kind of, we didn't like talk that much. And then I get a text from you and it's just like, <laughs> this is like, you know, after maybe a week of not like nothing. And it's like, Hey, just FYI, I'm talking to the missionaries. <laughs> like, and I'm, there was like no follow up on my yeah. end about it. And I was like, what? What's happening? I looked at my phone like, no way. And then, um, we started talking and yeah, then you decided to come. We, we went to church up in Harlem one week mm-hmm. and I don't know what you thought about that experience, but, um, it, I think I went sure to the church for about two weeks already. And that third time I kind of knew what was going on in the service. I knew what to expect, but I, um, I had still so many questions, but I already went to Institute twice already and Institute. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. We have the best Institute teacher. And, that experience helped me with my conversion, honestly. I think yeah. my teacher just propelled me into making the decision. So from there, I kind of knew in the back of my head, like, this is true. I don't know why. And I didn't. I told you right before I went to church with you, I was like, I'm not joining this. Yeah. This is well, you came and picked me up in your car, and the whole time <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know, like... <laughs> what I'm doing yeah, and I, but then we go then you drive me back to my apartment after and by the time I got out of the car you were like I think I'm gonna get baptized yeah <laughs> like, I mean I didn't tell you that until later. no but I totally got the sense really? like because yeah you're like the missionaries had asked me to get baptized already you had told me that and, yeah. I, and I'm like I, and I, I left the car being like is she gonna get baptized That's really like, yeah 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 I thought you didn't pick that up at all because I you totally said something you said usually you don't have all the answers early on but you know early on, and I'm like, what? Yeah. How does he know? I said, Tip- well, I said a lot of profound things in that car okay. ride, if I remember sure. right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do remember we, we <laughs> had kind of the conversation. It's like, it's funny because before you know all the, you typically like have the change of heart, like through a spiritual experience before you actually like have it all make sense logically and like go through that whole mm-hmm. process. I do think I remember us talking about that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember leaving the car being like, wow, she might get baptized. That would be so cool. <laughs> and then, lo and behold. Yeah, I made that decision on Monday, the yeah, next day. Yeah. I was Skyping with the missionaries, and um, they were like, okay, so we're going to start with the scripture. I'm like, guys, let's not even start. And I just start bawling. I'm like, I'm getting baptized. I'm going to do it. And they're like, what? They didn't expect it at all. As a missionary, that's like yeah. the best. Like, there's nothing <laughs> the greatest better thing in ever. terms of They family. had pie doubts. They were like, there's no way. You had so many questions. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do it right now. <laughs> but you continue to have questions, and I'm sure you continue to have questions. And this is a piece that I'm very curious about because um, what we just talked about in terms of leading up to your decision to get baptized um, I feel like it's talked about a lot with converts. It's like, here's my conversion story and here's my decision to get baptized. But um, I would love to hear more about, you know, from baptism to now, some of the experiences you've had, good and bad. I mean, because it's not, I feel like a lot of converts, from what I hear, you're fellowshiped so, so much at the beginning. And then there comes a point where you're now a member and you're integrating into the, the church community and you know you're not talking to the missionaries every day or yeah. you know you you have to it, you're left to your own yeah. that community piece of it is now up to you and and it's not like satan stops working on you to make you get more <laughs> doubts you know he works even harder and i don't know if you if there's anything you can talk about and like take us back to so when you when you got baptized when did you get baptized august 3rd august 3rd so it's been 6 months mm-hmm. and um wow, since that, that time you know <laughs> yeah. like what are some of the things that you've 
learned? I, I know you've had a lot of experiences having to speak and share your conversion story, but... Yeah, it's been really crazy, and I think it happened all so fast. But um, I've noticed uh, there was this guy in our ward who got baptized a month before me, and I thought it was amazing. I'm like, I'm going to be just like him because he was getting invested. He was um, working with the elders, the same set of elders that I was working with, and then he left the church right after I got baptized. I don't even mm. think he came to my baptism. So when he left, I had doubts. I was like, what am I doing? What am I, what am I doing? I must be crazy. And I kept thinking, I, am I crazy? I, that question popped up for about two weeks in my head. Am I crazy? Because my friends and family think I'm nuts for doing this. And um, that Nike commercial came out that same week. Do you know that Nike commercial? The Colin Kaepernick commercial? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not crazy. I'm not. Because they kept saying, you must be crazy to do all this. I'm like, yes, I am not crazy. Um, and I just felt like small confirmations just kept happening that I made the right decision. Wait, what is it? How does that commercial go? What does he say at the end? Like, isn't there like a cool slogan that I, yeah. I'm forgetting? I'm really bad with memories. It's but like, yeah. um, oh, I'm gonna remember it. Basically, it's sacrifice okay. everything or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it just pumps me up. To stand for something, you must sacrifice everything. Ah, man, I'm gonna have to Google this. Yeah, something along those but, lines. But um, but that video made me. I don't know. It was just small little things I felt like Heavenly Father gave me in the moments that I needed. And when I saw that, I was like, I'm not crazy. I'm going to stick with this because I know I made the right decision. Colin Kaepernick Nike ad. You're looking up. What does it say? That last line. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. See? Wow, it's about God. God. It's about the church. <laughs> the church is true. Oh, man. I forgot about that. It I never, I, why didn't I read into it that way? Because hmm. you weren't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at that afro of his in a completely different way now. Oh, can't. <laughs> so you were talking about uh, a member that kind of left and you had some doubts. Um, and that was, a re that was someone that had just recently been converted. Mm -hmm. And you had moments where some things that... It's funny how like you just have, if you're in the right place, like you have things that um, will just come into your life to help like buoy you up a little bit yeah um can you talk about any more of experiences you've had like that or even some of the experiences where that have caused you to doubt um well as soon as i made my decision i well actually i made my decision and then i went away to my best friend's um farm she lives on a farm with her husband and i haven't seen her for a year and we were very close we share scripture we pray together and i knew that was going to change if i joined the church because her husband is so against the church He's, He's like familiar with it. Yeah. He basically fights people who are not of the same faith as him. He loves it. So uh, he, I was telling him like, oh, so um, I know this friend who's Mormon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, what do you think about the church? And he gave me all the scripture and videos. He's like, yeah, basically you're going to join a cult if you do this. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to join. And I remember just having lunch and I went on the porch and I sat by myself and I said, I just said a little prayer. It's like, even before I said, like, Heavenly Father out loud, I sat down and I knew I made the right decision to join a church. I felt a peace and it was strange. And it's strange for me because I need answers and yeah. I don't usually work on off of feelings. Mm -hmm. So I felt a strange, I felt peace in that moment. And I knew that I made the right decision and I wasn't going to tell them and I might have to sacrifice losing one of my best friends. And I went home after a couple of days and... I got baptized the next weekend, and I was like, how am I going to tell her? I'm and you kind of got girl. baptized in secret, right? I mean, did your mom know at this point? Nope. No. Did your sister know? I think I told my sister. That's the only person I yeah. told. Yeah. Didn't tell your dad, didn't tell your mom. No. I remember when you told me you were going to tell your parents, like we had gone to the beach that 
before yeah. that with a group of friends. I was really nervous. And you were so them. nervous about that. Yeah. And then they found out by my sister. She was. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't want to tell my parents or anyone until like they saw a change in me or something. I was like, I'm going to wait a year or two. And they're going to be like, something's different. Even my parents said it a couple of weeks. They're like, something's different. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait another year. And they'll see a big change. But then my sister was getting in trouble for something, even though she's like 31. She, um, yeah, she had a lot of heat on her that weekend for something she was doing. And then she's like, well, Charlotte's a Mormon. And my mom's like, what? And she just turned to me and I was like, mom. Wow, the ultimate deflect, but she can only play that card once. So I hope it was worth it for her. Yeah, well, no, because it, it backfired. My mom just gave me a high five. She's like, I'm just glad you're going to church every week. And I'm like, she does not know what. I was like, right. just don't Google anything. She's like, no, I'm just happy because I see that you're doing well. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. And then my awesome. parents found out later more stuff after I announced it on Facebook and Instagram because I got, I was just like, okay, I can't tell my friends they're going to go crazy because my friends are diehard mainstream Christians mm. where like they'll call me up and we'll pray right mm. away. Now, if I join the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they're not going to want to pray with me. They're not going to want to have this relationship with me anymore. So I was like, I don't want to go through texting my friends and calling them and telling them this, this is going to be heartbreaking. So let me just post it on social media, which I did. And then my best friend um, screenshot it and she said, hey, what is this date under this, this post that you made? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I got baptized. Yeah. And that was tough. That whole two weeks was really bad. This was the girl that you went to her farm. farm. Yeah. And but she we're, didn't, we're, she didn't handle it. Um, well, we didn't talk for a couple of days and she said, Hey, I'm really busy, but I'm going to call you. And those couple of days were hard. Cause I've had friends left and right emailing me, texting me, telling me I'm going to hell. And I'm like, no, that's not true. I don't believe in hell now. So, <laughs> um, jokes on you. Yeah. It was really bad at one point. And mm -hmm. even my father, he researched the church a little bit and he's like, Hey, you live with your decisions. Um, my mom didn't really reach out too much. She didn't know what was going on, but I got into a really bad fight with her. So I wasn't talking to her for two weeks. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really tough, but mm -hmm. my YSA came through. They were texting me nonstop, calling me, and I just, I remember crying to the elders too at one point. I'm like, guys, why did I do this? Why? I don't want to do this. And they didn't really have answers in that moment, but I remember one telling me that he wished he was on the other side. He's like, your conversion story is amazing, and I don't have that. And I guess the grass is green on the other side, but I'm like, I'm going through hell right now, yeah. and I don't know why I put myself through this. And then I saw that Nike commercial, and it made it so much better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's really odd about Nike commercial. Thanks, Nike. <laughs> I just had small like moments where I knew that's I why was. you got baptized too, right? You were watching yeah. a Nike ad and it was like, just do it. And you're like, okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> it came at the right time. <laughs> oh, um, wow. It's really yeah. funny though. Um, it's really interesting to me just from the periphery because you know, it, we're, we're friends, but we don't hang out that often, which is a shame. And I hope we can change <laughs> that. Um, but every time I've seen you, I think since, um, you got baptized early since, you know, we had that experience at church. You've always been with and been surrounded by your friends from your YSA and Queens. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't want to say it's rare because I would hope that that is more often the case than it is, but it really feels like you found like life, you found a bunch of friends and like a community and like they're not doing it just because they want to keep the newest convert like mm -hmm. you guys have like a yeah which I don't even have with uh, with a lot of people in my in my ward or mm -hmm. you know some of my childhood friends so I think 
that is something that's um, really unique and cool. I see that now. I think in the beginning, I thought it was weird that they were texting me so much. I thought, oh gosh, there's a new convert. They're excited. They want to keep me here. Mm -hmm. And then I went to visit other wards and I realized how special my ward is. Yeah. And it felt genuine. Like I feel, I feel like I have lifelong friends. So I do feel very special. <laughs> For the record, I thought it was weird too at first. So I've known Charlie since she started coming to church. And I remember one day before I really knew her well, I just had this feeling like I needed to text Charlie. And I was just like, why? I don't even know this person. But I followed through and I sent her a text message. And I texted her some Mormon message video or something like that just thinking she's gonna think I'm the weirdest person in the world for texting her and she sends me this text back and she's like you know I really needed that video thank you so much and I was like what okay I guess it worked out you yeah. know I, I feel like I had a lot of moments where they reached out at the right times yeah maybe you're just destined for something that we're, we're not aware of oh, we're already we all feel we're like all that? aware that she's destined for greatness yeah <laughs> okay I don't know is that a Nike ad no but it's a scripture <laughs> oh, okay, it feels like Disney, but okay. Yeah, exactly. You've never read that scripture, Great Things Await You? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it's in the Doctrine and Covenants. Great Things I, Await I you. should. I need, I'm reading the Doctrine and Covenants know. right now. But, um, so, talk, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that have changed for you in the last little while, because I feel like there's quite a few. Things that have changed? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I started, well, oh, since well, you, when I got baptized, yeah. I started a new job. Yeah. And that was hard because I was so excited. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to tell everyone I'm a member of this church. And that backfired. Like, no one wanted to hang out with me. They thought I was crazy. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> None of my coworkers, like, um, well, I thought they were interested in what I was doing because one girl was asking questions a lot in particular. And then I found out later from another coworker that she was just going behind my back thinking I was crazy for joining this church mm. and didn't understand. So... They all went out for happy hour one night and they invited me because I was a new coworker and I just, I felt in my spirit not to go. Mm -hmm. And I found out they were talking about me. Oh, great. So that was hard. But um, six months later, I feel like we're all close and I guess my character showed that I am a normal person and I'm not crazy and I'm not part of a cult. Yeah. Um, things have changed. There is a, a coworker who used to be a member of the church too and she's from Utah. So I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was just a coincidence. Or, right. I don't know. What do you, what have you, what is, have you found odd or interesting or a, about the church culture or about being a member that stands out to you maybe that you didn't think about prior to getting yourself into this? Um, odd? I don't know. I, I just... Peculiar? I, you could say peculiar? I've noticed that members of the church are very uh, good at speaking and they're very articulate. Mm. I don't know, maybe because you practice giving talks all the time. Mm. And you've given a couple now at this point, I'm sure. Yeah. I know you spoke in state conference. That was crazy. I didn't think that would happen. I just got baptized. And yeah. He told me to share my testimony. Yeah, that's kind of how it always <laughs> He's goes. like, she's new. Let her do it. But I'm, oh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. I was super nervous. And I've had people reach out telling me that they were inactive and now they want to go back to church mm -hmm. because of my testimony. I'm like, my testimony's not crazy. I didn't do crazy drugs or I mean, I didn't. I, I had a lot of people reach out to me after you spoke too. But it was less about, you know, 
spiritual stuff and more about is she single yeah <laughs> i got a lot of couple a lot of my more yeah lsmyc friends are like hey what's what's going on with this girl? <laughs> i got a lot of interesting should messages. i slide into the dms <laughs> you'll be surprised i had a lot of dms but... and i can get i can i bet you we can sidebar after this podcast but i could name two people that i guarantee slid into your dms i was nice to all of them because they're members of the church <laughs> usually i just block but i was like i yeah. might see them so i can't oh no yeah no <laughs> There's well, some interesting characters out here, so. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore because I am not single. <laughs> yes, so that's another change. Yeah. Tell me about that. I we am, don't have to get to the specifics, but. I think before I joined the church, it was hard for me to find someone who wanted the same things that I wanted. Like, I want to get married and I want to have children and I want someone who um, is... I don't know. I'm not saying mainstream Christians don't believe that. I just feel like it was a little lax. And mm-hmm. I noticed that the church puts a lot of emphasis on family oh, and marriage. Mm-hmm. It's very big, especially if you're in a YSA. It's like, oh, you're single. It just never uh-huh. felt so apparent to get married. Um, but I feel like when I joined the church, there was a lot of like good quality men. Or maybe because I'm so new, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, I think, yeah. I think there are. Yeah. I think there's an inherent, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't choose to live this way and and go and be a member of the church unless you have a certain at least moral or mm-hmm. um value system that would align with that right so it i think it does in general attract more trustworthy people mm-hmm. and more people that have that want some of those things out of life yeah. families particularly we're often raised to be maternal and paternal and you know the family is the ultimate that's like the number one thing about the church, you know, is the, is the family, it's the ultimate organization of the church. And that's like the whole reason. And that's mm-hmm. what, we, when we talk about heaven, we talk about, you're going to be with your family. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day that was really funny because they were making fun of Mormons because some, whoever was on the podcast was talking about, you know, the Mormons came and talked to them and were like, and when you go to heaven, you get to be with your family forever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I definitely have told people that. And they're like, I hate my family. <laughs> like, what happens when you I hate your family? I choose not to be with them. Gosh. <laughs> so it attracts people that definitely want to yeah. be, you know, part of a bigger, you know, familial system for sure. Yeah, I guess that's what's changed. Um, I feel like I'm um, dating someone who wants the same things that I want and I felt like I lost hope right before I joined the church like that's not gonna happen so I just give up but um, yeah <laughs> that's exciting mm-hmm. um, we, should, we can leave that where it's at <laughs> okay so now you've been a member of the church for about six months and um, you know it sounds like a lot of the things that are going on in your life are super positive and fulfilling and that's super exciting but I think what, you know, maybe a lot of people that are listening, particularly investigators or, or recent converts is, you know, what do you find valuable as a convert to the church? What's this, like, what are some of the things that you, that you would suggest that have sustained you that, mm-hmm. that really helped you kind of find this as, you know, the meaning for your life? Um, I think it's important that you continue to nourish your testimony and what that looks like. For me, I, I, I'm so, I'm such a fan of Institute. I love scripture and when I went I just knew that I was going to continue to go to this class but however my institute teacher is amazing brother Rapley he is he does a great job of like ushering the spirit I'm not trying to be so spiritual right now but I think there are times where I, I really struggled with 
doubts from the church and I would go to institute even though I'm so tired from work and I'm like I'm just gonna go I, I always feel like I don't want to go it's like go to the gym and you feel great after right um so when I would go I have like I feel like I get revelation from God even though they're not talking about a specific topic or prayer request I have I would get answers from yeah. that class and totally. after class they they have this thing where people in my ward they call it Charlie's Corners because I would talk. Charlie's Corner is a thing. Every day, every time the institute ends, it's always like, all right, on this episode, Charlie's Corner, what are we talking about today? Because it was just yeah. Charlie's questions. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know, I learned personally a lot of things from, you know, Brother Rapley was so great because he would always stay for as long as it took to answer her questions and to it wasn't even just answering, it was also just being there with her and being there for her. And for the rest of us too, but I think that, I don't know, it really was Charlie's Corner to be honest. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, if things were going in, on in our lives, we would ask the Institute teacher for blessings and that was obviously really, really spiritual too. And, you know, as important as it was to have our questions answered, we really felt a lot of love from each other and that was a lot more sustaining, I think. I mean, both of them were important, but you know, you just felt so much love whenever you were in Charlie's Corner, so I loved it. <laughs> wow, that's going to be like a branded thing. Like, <laughs> Charlie's Corner. have to institute that into like other wards. I completely forgot about that. It just started with me just having questions and I would email him and he's like, hey, if you have time, I can answer them after class. And I guess my questions, like you said, a lot of people who grew up in the church didn't have the same questions, yeah. so they were getting a lot from it. Um, I I think it's important to go and use, utilize what the church offers. Like the programs are yeah. amazing. Like you guys have pretty cool programs. Like I went camping this summer with my ward, and I didn't know that the church owns that ground. Like they own so much, which is kind of crazy. It feels like you're part of like this worldwide membership, and you're gonna have friends wherever you go. That's true. Whatever state, whatever country. And have you been? Um, have you been, you haven't been to Utah yet? I have. I went to oh, yeah. conference. Okay. And have you been to church anywhere else besides um, New York and Utah? No, I actually didn't go to a church in Utah. I just went to conference. But gotcha. yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things. I don't, have you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'll find that it's the same. Yeah. It's the same in 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 Italy. It's the same. In, it is. Anywhere in the world, like the, yeah. the building is the same. The the. And I think that's something that's really cool because yeah. it is a worldwide church. Yeah. Um, do you think is it hard to be a member of the church? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like that's it depends on who you are and what you're giving up. So like the word wisdom, I didn't really have to change too much because before I joined the church, I told myself I'm not drinking anymore because mm -hmm. I saw no value in it and I wasn't mm -hmm. really drinking as much as I used to. Um, what was hard? It feels like you're the only one sometimes when you're at work or I yeah. guess the real world. And I think yeah. right now what's hard is when I first went to the temple, it broke my heart. I don't know. It, I guess it's different because we're in the city. Yeah. But you see that contrast right when you get outside the oh door. Like I remember seeing someone pushing their stroller, like this woman pushing her stroller and her yeah. child. And I was like, she should be in there. Yeah. She should. But she would think I'm crazy. I'm like, hey, join my church. Like, I think what's hard is seeing it's like finding it sounds so cheesy right now, but it's finding truth and finding peace and not being able to tell people like it's here it's right here yeah you know I don't know <laughs> well no because it's you can't I, I I totally agree with you because I mean I've lived in the city for seven years and I grew up in Utah where everybody believed what I believed and we could talk about those things more openly but um I feel like here or in any place where you know the Mormon community is very small um 
when you're on those spiritual heights, you want to shout it from yeah. the rooftop, but you can't force person's readiness to hear mm-hmm. um, or listen to what yeah. you have to say and, and, and respond to it in the way. And it's always never the way. The people that do find it, I just find to circle back completely to how you how you came across um, the gospel. Um, it's the Lord. And this is my opinion. I'm getting too spiritual even on my own podcast. But, you know, he figures out the right time for the person who's ready to receive it and puts opportunities in front of them. If it weren't my podcast, it would have been something else. Um, you know, you'd have matched with another member of the church. <laughs> you're right. I was you ready ran for it. to somebody in the subway. You were, you know. You're. Um, I think you're right, though. I felt like it was my life was aligning to what totally. was going to happen. Totally. Um, so, any other advice that you'd give? It sounds like questioning is good. Yeah. You would con- say continue to question. Mm-hmm. Um, find continue to find ways to to enhance your testimony and feed that spirituality. Um, Institute sounds like it's been something that's been really good for YouTube you. YouTube helps. I found this channel called, it was formerly known as the Three Mormons, but now really? it's Saint, Saints Unscripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we that. forgot to talk about Saints Unscripted. And I want to, because you are sharing your testimony, yeah. your conversion story through, I saw a book, but it's also a YouTube channel. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, so the, I, the book I just found out like two yeah. days ago. Yeah. Um, YouTube channel, it helped me because when I found Al Fox, I found all these YouTube recommends different channels that you should watch based mm-hmm. on what you've watched previously, mm-hmm. and they popped up. And it was basically similar to a podcast that introduced me to the church. Yeah. But they did a great job of making the church look like they were not crazy and not cult. I don't wow, know. that's tough. <laughs> they they um, it's great for new converts to look at because it shows yeah. like what goes on in sacrament and yeah. what to expect with like garments or it's just sure like sure Mormonism one hundred and one. Yeah. But they make it. I don't know. They just kinda, lay it out there. To, yeah. Kinda, to, and it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. They just seem so normal. I'm going to have to check that out. And, and hopefully you can get me in touch once you do your interview. Yeah. Because I would love to talk to them. Um, and once once this goes live and we post about it, hopefully you'll have done that. When do you do the... I go next weekend. Okay. So we can maybe like align it so that we, I, we can send people to watch your video. Yeah. Yeah. I get to share my conversion story. I don't know. I just... I think it's important to share your testimony because you don't know who... I. I was surprised at people that reached out to me at state conference. Like I thought my testimony wasn't crazy or like amazing, but yeah. people just needed to hear it. So I'm excited to see who else it would bring to the church. I'm, sp- I'm excited <laughs> to see who reaches out about this episode. Cause I think it's been super, it's the same thing. Um, besides my rants about your Nike ads. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Did we not cover? We good? I don't know. I think that's good. I don't know. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I would love to have you on again, you know, when we start to talk about more topical things. So as long as I'm in the city and you're in the city, um, you will be receiving texts from me from time to time when I want your perspective <laughs> on things. So sure. hopefully you'll be down and be available. I'm um, definitely down. I had fun. Cool. Well, thanks, Charlie. And this has been another episode of the Peculiar People Podcast. Peace. Are you a peculiar person or know a peculiar person whose story we should share? Check us out at www.thepeculiarppl.com to share your stories. Also, while you're there, be sure to check out the latest articles, blog posts, podcasts, and news from the foyer. And let us know what you think.
You can also find us on Instagram at the Peculiar PPL, same handle for Twitter, the Facebook page Peculiar People, as well as YouTube.